You're listening to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side, taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back for our second podcast of TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with my significant partner, my husband, Jeffrey Rufino. Say hi, Jeff. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And thank you again for subscribing and for hanging out with us and for sharing our podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode because today we're talking about you and we're talking about the other side of you. So um, on our last podcast, we talked about business and talked about hiring the right person for the role and what that looks like and how to kind of get out of the mindset of structuring um, the role uh, for the person is, instead of trying to find the person that fits the mold. And in talking about it with my team, we were talking about, well, what about individuals? How do you get individuals to go from great to greater? And so I'm going to read this quote, which is going to kick us off. And it is from Oprah. And the quote is, your life isn't about a big break. It's about taking one significant life transforming step at a time. And uh, so I want to use that to start us off because I think that a lot of people expect great things to happen overnight or they expect that one big moment that's going to change their lives. Uh, For example, like winning the lottery. You know, if I just win the lotto, if I just go ahead and get the scratch off, I've been there. I've done that. Um, Or, you know, I'm just waiting for somebody to discover me. And I think there's a lot of life coaches and business coaches that address this. You know, this isn't new stuff. Dave Ramsey talks about it. Gary Vee talks about it. Tony Robbins talks about it. And they talk about how it's not about what you um, are waiting for. It's about you going and getting it yourself. Um, so one of my tiffisms, as uh, it's been quoted, is don't wait, initiate. It has to start with you. That If you want it, you got to start that fire. Um, and, and one of the things I love to say is how do you light a fire inside of somebody instead of underneath somebody in order to get the best of somebody. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. And when this podcast airs, if you want to hit us up on Instagram and just go ahead and, and write your comments down on what your thoughts about that means, like, are you sitting there waiting for something to happen to you or are you initiating it in your life? I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Um, One of the things that, you know, like I said, I wanted to go about talking about is how do you take yourself from great to greater? Maybe you're in a career that you love, but it's not the company that you love. Or maybe you yourself have some things that you're feeling stagnant on and you're wondering, well, how do I take myself from great to greater? What could be greater than who I am now? And and that's amazing. So this podcast is either here to enhance you or it's here to grow you. It's not here to make you feel like you're anything less than. And I just wanted to make sure I got that point across very clearly um, because there's no judgment from me on anybody. It's a matter of how can I give tools or my thoughts or my perspective in order to grow somebody. And that's always where my intentions come from. Is there anything you want to add to that? No, I think you said it quite well. Um, I'm still... I pay him to say that, by the way. I pay him to agree (laughs) with me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I get a hefty paycheck. So, um, yeah, self-awareness is part of it. Um, I, I think that uh, I like to say there's a well, I don't it's not my saying. It's a saying that's been out there, but dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And when I say that, 
I don't mean clothing. I mean, if you want to be a CEO, start acting like a CEO now. Mm. Don't act like, don't wait until you get that spot to start acting like it. And that goes back to what the <clears throat> other side enterprise is, right? Is that we don't want CEOs. We want everybody to work cohesively as a unit. And you have to create that environment in order for that environment to thrive. You can't wait for that environment to be created. And that's the whole purpose of us starting this this enterprise is that it's not being created. People are used to the norm. They're used to a moral standard. They're used to what they already know. And the fear of doing something outside of what they know can sometimes be that roadblock that's stopping them from getting to where they want to be or where the universe has set them up to be. And I think a lot of it is recognizing the signs, um, not only internally, but externally. So uh, let's dig into that. Um, I think there's five star points that come to mind when I think about taking somebody to the other side of themselves or the other side of you. And I don't think that it ever stops evolving. Uh, just like, you know, the universe doesn't stop evolving. And we were talking about this on a podcast yesterday where we joined our friends, um, Luna and Ryan, which you should check out their podcast as well. And we'll, we'll make sure to leave a link for that. But when you talk about evolving you, it's never ending. It's never stopping because there's always an environmental change. There's always a mind shift change. There's always some sort of shift in your life that takes you somewhere greater, Right. And I think one of the five star points has to start with feelings. How do you feel about where you're at now? And how do you feel about the vision of you um, in the future? And it could be a future as in tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, five years from now. But if you're feeling good right now, what would make you feel great? If you're feeling great right now, what would make you feel fantastic? If you're feeling fantastic right now, what would make you feel fantabulous? You know, like what's the next step for you? so that you're constantly evolving. And if you're not feeling good right now, what's your situation look like? Like it's doing itself audit, you know, it's sitting there thinking about, all right, what about my life am I not happy with? Is it my job? Is it my house? Is it where I'm at as far as location? Is it who I'm with in, in this realm of life? Am I living my best life? And that's that's a pretty big theme for the past couple of years, even in songs. I'm living my best life, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's coming out in all social media because people are realizing that time is not guaranteed. And we learned that as a hard way last year, you know, when my father passed away unexpectedly. And it was just one of those things that time is not guaranteed. Time is money, but time is also life. So are you living your best life or are you waiting for your best life to come and live for you? So once you do a self audit and you think about, all right, if if what I'm feeling right now is not my best life or what I'm feeling right now is not the best life for me or best environment or best job or best career, then you have to decide, are you willing to change it? Because if you're willing to change it, then you can think about what are my possibilities? And that's the tagline of the other side enterprise. What is your possibility? Because your possibility, once you realize it, then you could take steps to make it a reality. Um, and, and it could even start with what's the dream? Because if you dream big and then you think about, okay, that's a, a massive dream. I want to work for NASA, right? I want to go work for NASA. That's a big dream. I have no experience with space, astronomy. 
astrology, <laughs> whatever, you know, encompasses NASA. Um, clearly, I won't be working for NASA. But once you figure out what that dream is, then you think about, okay, what's the possibility? And it's not that you're taking it a step down. It's you're saying, okay, how do I map this out? And that kind of brings me to step two. So once you have an idea of how you feel about where you're at now, and what your audit looks like, and you, you recognize your dream, you recognize how you can make it a possibility, you start mapping out what those steps are. Okay, so I have to figure out what part of NASA I want to be a part of. I have to figure out what schooling do I need for that? How long is that going to take me? How realistic is this for me? If I can't get X, you know, am I willing to get Y? Or am I compromising if I do that? And am I willing to compromise? So as you're mapping it out to facts, you're also mapping it out to your feelings and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Because once you figure out what you're willing to do and you see it laid out on paper, you're taking your internal thoughts, you're putting it down to paper, you're making it a reality for yourself. So that's that's the second step of taking something from great to greater is, is putting it down and seeing it in writing and seeing that oh, it's not 80,000 steps I have to take. It's maybe 10 steps that I have to take. And each step has its own time frame. But now that I see that it could be a possibility and a reality, I'm going to go for it. So let me give you an, an example. I um, <clears throat> Last year, I after dad passed, I was sitting there and I, I thought to myself, I want to complete college. You know, that was something that was a dream for me back in the day. But I also know that that was something that was important for my dad to see me do my brother accomplished it and got his bachelor's and I had um, a 20 year hiatus from college which I talk about you know and there was a lot of maturity and growth in between that time but I thought let me go ahead and see if I could do this now so I went ahead I applied to college got accepted and um, decided to go for my AA in psychology and started doing my classes let me try one or two let me see where I'm at with my intelligence at this point and in, in, in school, it's been a long time since I've been in school. And gradually, I started adding on more classes and I'm graduating in about 28 days. So it took me less than a year, but I had to map out what does it look like? How many credits? How can I feasibly make this happen while still doing what I committed to with work <clears throat> and doing that full time and um, achieving my goals? Because it was a goal of mine. I just needed time to go through experiences to discover um, what I wanted to do, because I, you know, even as a kid, y your parents tell you what you know is right, but you have to learn for yourself that it's right instead of just taking their word for it. So <laughs> there was a little bit of a challenge there. Um, but it, it, they were right. It, j the timing wasn't right. That's the best way I could phrase that. Yeah. And I remember when, when you first wanted to do it, it was, um, we were both kind of like, why do I need this? Like, is this necessary? And, and cautious, right? Yeah. Like, is it, how's that going to work? Is it going to work with your schedule? Is it going to interfere with, with our lives, you know? And when you started. And when are you going to find the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you started, it's it started out as, well, we're, we're going to take a couple of classes and I'm doing homework. It'll take me and, about eight years to get my yeah. associates, but, you know. And, and it just went and went and it, in less than a year. You know, you you got you got an email. Oh, you're gonna graduate in April, and that's pretty that's pretty awesome to know that you you, you know you, you're trying to climb a mountain, and you're just going just to see how far you can go, and then you look up ahead and you and you see that you're all you're you're right there. You're at the peak, and you still got a lot of gas in the tank. So that's a pretty good feeling. 
Yeah, and that kind of goes back to the quote, right? That your life isn't about a big break. It's about taking one significant life transforming step at a time. So climbing up that mountain is step by step. Watch the ice. Make sure you're going. It's it's not, what's the phrase? It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. Right? But it can become a sprint the more passionate you get. Because your marathon, you could run as fast as you want. It's just a matter of, you know, how much energy do you have and how excited are you to, like, get to the finish line and how much fuel do you have to keep you going that's not burning you out on the other side. And how much willingness are you do you have to feel uncomfortable, to make you, to put yourself in a, in a spot that you're not used to? It's not your day-to-day. Everybody wakes up, and when you do the same thing every day, you know exactly where your clothes are that you're going to change into. You know... Uh, your you have a routine and to change things changes the routine it means that you now have to be a little more aware of what step you're going to take next and that's uncomfortable so you have to be willing to to be that uncomfortable in order to to do to get to that next level yeah I, and you have to be willing to sit in your own shit for a little while right because being uncomfortable is part of that <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's my shit. I'll sit in it and I'll hang out in it for a little while. Dave Ramsey said that best, I think, when he was talking about, you know, a kid in a diaper. It's like, it's mine. I'm fine. I like the smell. I'll be good. (laughs) And but you choose where you want to be uncomfortable. And if choosing where you want to be uncomfortable means growth for you and it means the end game and your passion, then being uncomfortable lasts for a hot second. You just got to be okay with being uncomfortable in that pause of that hot second. So when I signed up for classes, I was I was super nervous and I was scared because I didn't know that I could, you know, bring a college level um, paper to life. Uh, I, I write like I think and it just sometimes it comes out in analogies or, you know, out of the box thinking. And uh, now I have to be structured in how I write things to professors who are going to, quote unquote, judge me or assess me, which is part of the fear of being uncomfortable or making a different move. And um, slowly I realized like, oh, hey, I can do this because I've gained enough life experience at this point to go ahead and be able to answer these questions a lot easier than I thought they were going to be. So I'm not saying everybody has to go to college. I'm not even sure um, that I'm going to use my college information for what I'm creating with the other side of enterprise. For me, it was a personal achievement, um, just like the other side enterprises. It's a personal achievement that I'm still working on. Like every day, every single thing that I do for this goal of mine to change people's lives for the greater, um, whether it's the people on my team that are on my side or the people that I'm working with uh, to help them grow their business or their lives, that's the process that I'm in love with. And that's what I'm going to do day by day. So you got the first step, which is how do you feel about where you're at now? How comfortable are you feeling that way? And if you're not comfortable feeling that way, you're already uncomfortable. So you may as well put yourself in a position to be even more uncomfortable <clears throat> because something's got to change. Something's got to get right. The second piece is mapping it out. What what do I need to do to get from point A to point B? I think the next step is, and this would be the third point on the star, is actually doing it. So I could talk a lot of shit about going to college. I could talk a lot of shit about starting the other side of enterprise, but until I actually go ahead and make a move that solidifies this goal. Yeah, absolutely. Execution. So, you know, for school, for me, it was making that first payment. And I'm like, oh, we committed now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other side enterprise was registering with the state and saying, yeah, this is this is legit now. Like I, I have 
everything that I need to move forward. And there's no turning back now because for me, this has to succeed because I, I created this because people asked for it before it was created. And, um, and this kind of ties in with after action, it's signs and awareness. It's looking around you and seeing what is the universe telling you and not to get all, um, not astrology or cosmic, like, but I think that people are put in situations to help them realize either A, your situation is working or B, it's not working. So I go back to when I moved down from New York and I transferred with the company that I was with. Um, it was a whole different world because I was working in their corporate office in New York and I transferred to the actual big box store and going back into a retail store for the company that I was with in a different state was a huge culture shock for me. And uh, in every store that I was in, because I would transfer and I would bounce and I would help out, and I think I went into probably three of their stores, none of the situations felt right. I had the information, but it never felt like a cohesive team. It didn't feel like this is where I was meant to be. It felt like this was the end of my journey and I needed to find something new. So I did. I went to a clothing company because I went back to what I knew. And I had been in clothing prior to this big box store. So I went into another big box department store and I was a merchandise manager and I met amazing people. And I think I was put in that situation in that store in order to realize how to build a team because I had worked with teams. I had been leaders of teams, but now really truly I owned an entire store that was a team. And the challenge was, is that some of, um, and I think I spoke on this on the last podcast is that, I was able to build a team and other managers didn't have a team just like I did. And they didn't understand why my teams would work more efficiently with me than they would with other managers. And I didn't know it then, but that's where I was really being a leader instead of a manager. That's where I really saw the difference in both. Um, and it wasn't about the title for me. It was about taking care of the people that I was with. And if I took care of the people that I was with, they were going to take care of me. And so that's why we were able to bring, you know, the store into the top 10 of the company with our sales within a short period of time, because they were willing to put the energy in and they had the pride in it. And that's the environment that I always wanted. However, that environment changed for me. And it changed when a different kind of manager came into that store. And I, I ended up giving notice and um, I, I gave about three weeks notice and the very next day I totaled my car on the way to work and that left us with one car and I was already traveling 45 minutes to work. So there was no way I was going to be able to continue to do this job. And I really believe that was a sign of, you know, you're saying you're giving them three weeks. What's going to happen is you're going to convince yourself to make this work and stay in this environment, but you're not meant to do this. So you know, we gave you all the signs leading up to this, and I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to, you know, drudge up old drama or whatever. However, this this role, this position, this company wasn't the one that I was meant for. Um, and I didn't see all the little signs leading up to this. So the universe came in and boom, made it happen for me. Like, okay, so you're not going to listen to the signs. We're going to do it for you. Now you can no longer travel to work. Now you figure your shit out, right? And that was a rough time for us because in the process, we started losing our home. And, you know, on one income, Jeff was carrying the household while I'm sitting at home like, the hell am I going to do now? You know, because I, I didn't want to be miserable, but I also didn't want to leave everything in Jeff's hands to carry the household. And Jeff sat down with me and he said, well, what do you want to do? Like, what's your passion? And, you know, at that time, 
for me, I needed a creative outlet because I was always doing the structure of a role instead of doing something that felt good to me. And so, you know, we talked about going to school for cosmetology and going to school for being an esthetician and and taking care of people. I I call it being a PhD. You're a professional hairdresser, but I, I got to work on psychology at the same time because, you know, when you have somebody in your chair, you're listening to them, you're their therapist, their counselor, their babysitter, like you're everything to them. And um, that was uncomfortable for me going back through the steps, right? Like I felt uncomfortable, but it was a growing uncomfortable. And there's a difference between being uncomfortable and being sick to your stomach versus being uncomfortable and really like realizing that you don't know it all. Uh, that that's rough for me because I always I always think I do know it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a big know it all, but. In addition to like going back to the execution and yes, I know that, you know, going through that was was super rough. The the other part of the execution for me watching you and always and also like some of the standards that I hold myself to is you you don't want to just execute. You don't want to go up to bat and just hold your bat there and bunt. You want to if you're going to do something, you want to swing for the fences. So that's part of the thing that. When you're uncomfortable, you have an opportunity to do that. When you're very comfortable and you're used to where you are, you kind of swing the bat like you're used to it and, and you tend to get complacent with the effort that you put in. When you're uncomfortable and you think that every every moment is do or die, you, you tend to put some more oomph in your step. You, you, um, you don't want to screw up. You don't want to have that you you don't want to put yourself in a worse situation. So that's where holding yourself to excellence in your execution comes in. Yeah, but if I it, it really sucks that people have to be put in a fucking like, you know, rock bottom place in order to come to that. And I feel like this podcast should be the GPS that gets you there quicker. Like we could be your Uber, we could be your Lyft right now to save you from rock bottom so that you don't have to hit that low point to realize that something different needs to happen. However, if we just go ahead and say, hey, you're not going to hit rock bottom if you do X, Y, Z, then it's we're robbing you of that experience for you to gain the confidence to realize that you can go through it and come out the other end. And so by saying this, I'm, I'm saying things aren't always going to be bees and butterflies and, you know, like all the pretty things. You're going to go through some shit. You will. And we went through some shit with me going to school. But what I realized is that, you know, we had the steps planned out. We had an action plan planned out. I, I went, I went ahead, I signed up for school, had an amazing, amazing mentor and friend who is still in my life, Adrian Harvey, like life changer. Um, who went through some things with me then and even now where she's always been a support to me and, you know, just love that woman. Um, but, you know, she never made it seem like it was going to get easier. She made me challenge myself and my thinking on why am I so worried about other people's opinions and why do I feel like I have to have the need to be right, which was a huge insight for me in letting go of certain ego characteristics that I had. And I still had to grow through that, you know, even with my company now, where I learn more and more about myself as I go about the need to be liked and the need to be right. And do I need either of those in order to be the human that I am? And I, I let go of those um, slowly but surely. And I think I'm at the end of my jump rope with, you know, letting that go. I still kind of have a, a little bit of a hold on them. But um, 
I think in order to get to where you're at, you have to go through bottom line, you have to go through some shit, right? So the actions that'll get you there, you got to be aware of what the signs are and are the signs there in order to grow you or are they there because they're there to protect you? And so one of the phrases, not to get religious by any means, but this phrase really stands out to me, but rejection is God's protection. And I think about, um, you know, me going to school and us struggling with money and struggling with keeping our home and trying to figure out how we're going to pay tuition for school, which was still considerably cheap versus the other cosmetology schools in the area. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through it and I'm going through school and I'm like, shoot, is this the right decision for me? Am I doing the right thing? And then I get a grant all of a sudden. I didn't even ask for one. I didn't even know how to apply for one, but they call me to the office and they're like, we just want to let you know. Um, you've been doing great in school. You got great grades and we're giving you some money towards school. And I was like, all right, sign number two. I have a great mentor and now I, I got a grant. So I'm on the right track. Right. And I went ahead and I applied for the company that I was with and, you know, soon started running the salon uh, about after five months of working there. And then I had another salon and then they sent me to Chicago and I had a district there. I came back had a district in North Florida and, you know, I'm running businesses left and right. And then I have this amazing opportunity to become, you know, a business development trainer, which they never had in the company. So this is, you know, me being part of a group of people who are, have a passion to coach, mentor and train and teach and facilitate. And, you know, I didn't feel comfortable enough talking to an entire room. But then I look back on my life and I'm like, I was on the radio. I did musical theater. I did drama. I did musical theater for the community, right? I, um, you know, I've done speeches. I was asked to do a commencement speech at the college here in Florida. And I was put in all those positions to set me up for success for this. And at the time, I just thought it was something that, you know, A, it's not a big thing. It is what it is. But all these experiences grew me to be who I was. And again, it's one of those hindsight pieces that you look at. Um, you know, just like I talked about, it's a shame that you have to hit rock bottom in order to see what you're capable of doing. And, you know, you go through stuff like that, whereas things are mandatory for you to do or you feel uncomfortable, but it sets you up for success. So me being the person where I, I was fearful and I wanted to be behind the scenes, now I'm standing in front of 300 people talking to them about mindset change and, and coaching them and, you know, to get a room of people to understand the message that you're giving and your intention behind it. And not that it's a a corporation message that this is a life-changing message is a pretty cool feeling. And I think that inspired me to show me that my voice may not have been meant to go into the music industry. Like, you know, our journey was at one point, it may not have been meant to be on the radio, but here I am doing a podcast, but I have something to say and I have something that people need to hear in order to grow themselves. Or there's at least, you know, I'm going to use the Lady Gaga phrase. If I could reach just one person out of 99 people in a room, then I did my job, right? <laughs> and so um, I, I think being aware of signs and what signs are detrimental to your success and what signs are telling you you that you're on the right way because you're not going to hear that from your friends. Your friends are going to either challenge you on your thoughts or they're either going to um, step away from you when they see you doing great things. And I'm just saying that from experience. So you have to be able to recognize the the things going on around you that point you in the right direction because all your friends aren't there to support you. Yeah. And by definition, they're not friends, really. I mean, they're you, you join, 
reason, with season, people. or lifetime. Yeah. They're there for a reason, season, or lifetime. And I am thankful for the friends that I have for a lifetime. But the majority of people that were my friends were for a reason. And I, I, I am thankful for those reasons. I either learned something about myself or I was put in their life for a reason for that moment. But not looking back on it, not all of them were for positive reasons. <laughs> I, I can I can agree with that. So um, so we've got the first three. We got four. Four. So you got Sorry. your feelings, how you feel about things, mapping yeah. it out. And then the first step is taking action, execution, right? Mm-hmm. And then signs, awareness. Awareness. Being awareness of, of, of the signs. signs. Yeah. So now that we've got those four things and I'm starting my journey. I've got my uh, I'm executing on a plan. I'm looking out. Uh, whenever you say signs, I, I like to think of I don't I don't know if you ever played this. I'm I'm a I'm a nerd. She uh, she's not as much of one, but uh, I used to play uh, all the Carmen San Diego games. Where and, in the world is Carmen yeah, San Diego? And so like, um, what you know about Carmen? N- not she's all, hiding in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> not not all of the signs that you get that you're on the right track are positive. Like what you just what you just mentioned is there are people in your life. Um, I'll stop short of calling them friends that as soon as you're doing good, they step away or they throw shade as, as it were. Right. Or they make excuses as to why you're doing good. Yeah. Because it's not about what you did. It's about how the environment and just like Oprah's quote, you know, like there's this thing that came at you and, and made you successful, mm-hmm. but it was just because you were at the right place, right you time. You didn't work hard for it or you, you, you don't have the talent for it. But, um, there's this, there was this thing that happened in those games and the, the, Carmen San Diego games um, were really like geography quizzes, like where is she next? And it gives you clues and you're supposed to pick the city or pick the country or whatever. And if you pick the right place, sometimes one of these little graphical, like sometimes a knife will go across the screen and stick into the wall or something. And it was like somebody just attacked you. You're you're on the right track. And I always think of that, you know, when, when I'm going to make a new decision, I look at the people around me. And I see how are they reacting to me making this decision, and you can you can see in their reactions whether or not you're you're on the right track. Because sometimes you'll have people that their reaction's negative, or their reaction is to instead of build you up, they're bringing you down. And somebody can build you up by warning you by saying, "Hey, there's a wall in that direction. I was just in that room, and there's spikes in the ceiling. So I mean, you could you could go there, but just be aware." That if you're tall, you're gonna you're gonna get hit. But and and the difference would be the people that say, "Don't go in that room. You're you're not able to handle that." Mm-hmm. If, so it's back. It's it's based on fact or opinion, right? So yeah. you, you choose what to believe, whether you are choosing based on fact or opinion. So yeah, there's spikes in the ceiling. So you either just preparing me to go in with a pillow over my head, so it hits the pillow and not my head, and that's a fact right there. But somebody telling you you're not going to be able to handle it is judging your levels without with really perception of their own levels. Yeah. And so that's where you take all of that, all of the environmental emotions that are you're surrounded by and you take it with a grain of salt. And your last step is make a fucking decision. Make a decision on what you're going to do. Are you going to, you already made the first step. You're already committed to those actions. You're already committed to making your possibility a reality. Now you have to make a decision of, are you going to keep going or is this not for you? Because sometimes you have to taste it a little bit 
to realize that, uh, you know what, the first taste was good, but then the aftertaste isn't as good as I thought it was. So maybe I should move in a different direction. But you're doing that based on what you feel and what feels right for you and what your vision is, not based on the salt that was added from other people who didn't believe in your journey. Yeah. um, Making a decision and committing to it is scary. It's a very scary thing once you do it. Uh, it makes we, you accountable. Yeah, we we've come across a ton of forks in the road. Sometimes we have uh, um, our our Bob Ross moments. The picture is perfect. Our life is going real smooth. Mistakes are happy accidents. Yeah, we 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 don't. There's nothing that's going to go wrong. And then we'll sit down and say, you know what? We want this. We want this thing over here. That we don't. Maybe we don't need it, or maybe we do need it, and it's just a plan that we that we have. And Going to get that thing is is something that can make us uncomfortable to get it. We we're not even sure how we're gonna get it. Um, I think about this house. We we lived in a house that we loved prior to being in the buying this house. We um, it was a passion project because yeah. you know the first home. Um, you know we were just the, the 2008 happened, and that's probably enough said, right? 2008 happened, and I no longer had a job. We had one income, and then we're like. Uh, what now? Uh, and then I went back to school. I got a career. We got a second car to replace my car. We got an SUV. First time having an SUV. Best thing that ever happened in my life was just having this, you know, used SUV that I felt safe in because that was most important, right? And I started this career and it was a complete career shift for me because I had been doing retail for, you know, since I was the age of 15. And now here I am doing a whole other world. You can teach old dog new tricks. And very quickly, I advanced because there were people that believed in me and believed in the skill that I had and knew that I had the right mindset to be able to advance other people. And doors kept opening and opening and things kept happening very quickly. So the second home that we got, we needed at the time to transition from the first home that we were losing. So it was the right thing at the right place, the right time for us. It was a newer home. So we had less issues to deal with as far as maintenance of the home. It was at a great price. We were in a good spot. And then right when we were at a great spot, we sat down and we said, hey, how do we take this from great to greater? So we sat down, we looked at all our financial information, we decided, you know what, there's a couple of extra things we would like in in our home just because that's what works for us, not for impressing anybody else or material things, but just as far as location and just, you know, different things that work for our lifestyle. So we mapped it out. What does that look like? Six months later, we get our dream home and this is the home that brings us everything that we need and we were able to make a profit that was big enough on our second home in order to achieve this home and you know be in a comfortable place and so in between that time you also transitioned from the career that you were doing into another career and I think your story is perfect for this as far as being in the right place at the right time, right? Because you transferred down with a company and your experience was not the same as it was in New York. And so when you transferred down to that company, it was a shit experience for you. And so, you know, that ended sourly and that was a aha moment for you and I as far as 
you know, like I think of the movie Speed, which I love the movie Speed, and I think it should have won an Oscar, but you know, we won't go there. Um, and very you know, <laughs> bitter, very bitter, <laughs> very bitter. And there's one point in Speed where you know Sandra Bullock says to Keanu that you know relationships, or maybe it's Keanu that says it to Sandra, relationships that are built under extreme circumstances never last, right? And you and I, that was probably one of our biggest extreme experiences. What you went through with that company when you first moved down. And so you had to struggle a little bit and almost start from the bottom again to work your way up. But what's cool about your journey is that you went into a fast food place, you worked there, one of the customers worked for another company that was really booming at the time and said, why don't you come work for us? And so you made that transition to go over there, which we thought was going to be a pay cut. And it actually, you know, you ended up soaring. And while you were there, you met somebody else that said, hey, why don't you come work for us? And now that put you in the position that you're in. But you don't you don't notice it at the time that that's where, you know, me starting back or you starting back over is going to lead you here. But your intuition every time and knowing this is what's right, this is where I need to be and this is going to grow me. You have to trust your intuition on that and you have to make a decision based on that. And if you don't make a decision, then you could be missing out on the doors that are opening because your opinion or your judgment or somebody else's environmental emotions influence you to be like, that's below me. I can't do that. You have to be able to sit in the shit for a minute in order for you to see what doors are open. And I think the universe provides for people that are willing to be humble, willing to be vulnerable in order to take themselves to the next level. And not for nothing, uh, every single one of my career changes has come with a pay cut. It, it's been a risk. Um, I don't like taking risks. I'm not a risky, a risk taker. I'm not a... But if you look uh, at his career, you would yeah. be like, that says otherwise, because there's um, about five or six risks <laughs> all looped and, in there. And but, but what I do is I look at where I am today, and I try to think, where do I want to be five years from now, 10 years from now, and how is where I am today facilitating where I want to be? It didn't have to... It, it doesn't always work out, and sometimes it, it it's horrible. I mean, it, you end up in a worse position. But the attempt, the attempt to go and um, and put your best foot forward and put yourself, take a risk. Go out there and, you know, make your pros and cons list and, and decide what, where do I want to be and what bus do I have to get on to give me the best chance of getting there. Well, I don't even think that I get really passionate about this piece because I don't even think that it has to be a pros and cons list. I think it just has to be a matter of, you know, don't rob yourself of an experience because every experience is going to give you some sort of learning and some sort of confidence in yourself or about yourself in order to move you forward. So you have to believe that, you know, like going through the steps again, you have to think about how you feel about stuff and how you feel about yourself. You have to feel that you're worth something than greater than you believe you are. And not saying that being where you're at right now isn't a great place. You know, there's no judgment there. If you are living your best life, then live your best life, with that, whatever that looks like, as long as you are healthy and you're not harming others and you are able to sustain your life. But some people could think that just because I could pay my bills, that's my best life. And it's not. Your best life is what is your life? Are you living the life that you need or are you living the life like, that you want to? And then if you're living the life that you want to, are you living the life that you deserve? And so, you know, just to kind of recap the podcast and, and, and close it out, you know, think about the five steps. How are you feeling about where you're at? And how are you feeling about the story that you're telling yourself of where you want to be? Um, what is your dream 
and narrow it down to what's your, this is going into mapping it out, step two, right? What's your dream? How do you make that a possibility? And then what are you going to do to make it a reality? And that's the part three is your first step is making that an action. And then as you're moving towards that action and actually executing it, um, you know, what signs are you seeing and what is your awareness about yourself, your awareness about your environment around you and are all signs pointing to yes? Are you able to reflect back honestly and take a step outside yourself and say, is what I'm doing getting me the result that I want to get? And if it's not, am I learning through the process in order to get that result or or is this a sign telling me um, I'm going in the wrong direction? And then make a decision based on all of the above factors would be the last step. So um, to close it out, I want to just read this quote that I have on a planner that I recently got that I couldn't turn away from because it, it just kept drawing me to it. And it says, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. And that's from uh, RFK, Robert F. Kennedy. And I truly believe that, you know, I, I shared this in the last podcast. I, I hope we screw up royally so we learn greatly and I'm willing to um, dare to fail greatly. How do you feel about that? That is well said. Um, yeah, I agree. I want to jump off of a cliff and make that superhero landing on the ground to get the perfect shot. So that's where I'm at. All right, let's make sure that cliff is like two feet, you know, because I still need you around for a little bit. <laughs> Thank you all for listening again for our second podcast, taking you to the other side of you. Go ahead and hit our Instagram up and let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you're doing to change yourself from going from great to greater. And uh, make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. And I look forward to speaking with you all on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise. Rise.